You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. No guards, no masters, only helpful advice. It's Red Dead Redemption with Auckland Union representative Justine Sachs. Morena Justine, how are you this morning? Morena Rachel, I'm good, how are you? Good, looking forward to a few weeks of holiday, I'm sure. Everybody's feeling a little bit burnt out by the end of this year. How are you going? Tell me about it, yeah. Yeah, boy, I reckon. Uh, We've got some union questions to round us off, though, from the listeners. Thanks to everyone who has texted them in. Uh, We've got someone who is working in a super niche industry. What is a union I could join? Maybe some generalised union. Where do I start? Yeah, so um, funny uh, story. There actually used to be super general unions. So there'd be unions called, like, worker union or labour union that took... um, all sorts of workers from all different sectors. Uh, Those unions no longer exist, but the same kind of principle, I guess, applies. So the largest private sector union is called ETU, and they cover a huge, broad swath of private sector unions. So I I assume you're a private sector union, as most most workers are. I mean, sorry, I assume you're a private sector worker, as most workers are. Uh, And I would say either ETU or First Union um, would probably cover you. So I would, yeah, I would say have a look at the CTU website, the Council Trade Union website. Look at if your your work does fall under any union. But if not, ITU, the the largest private sector union in the country, or First Union, would probably cover you. That is a good place to start. Uh, for anyone who is in the public sector, what's the unions for them to get involved with? If they are I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm in the niche weird public sector job. Public sector. The public sector is covered by the mighty Public uh, Services Association, the largest union in the country, with about 80,000 members or more. I'm not sure, probably more, and they'll call me to correct the numbers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're a huge union, and the PSA welcomes every public sector union. Um, you know, they, they, they unionize with workers who aren't, you know, like in the public sector, but they're working, say, at like NGOs mm. where, they only, where they have contracts. So they're not technically the public sector, but they are the public sector. If that makes sense. Yes. So yeah, the mighty, the mighty PSA, the nice. Public, uh, Services Association. Excellent. Uh, we've got somebody who's asked: Is there a subsidiary I could apply for to join a union? My paycheck isn't paycheck. Sorry, my paycheck isn't stretching very far at the moment, but I really want to get unionised. That so. So firstly, great question. I um, I can't speak for every union, just the union that I work for, and I know that um, people on. You know, we have a income bracket where if you fall below that, there are subsidised union dues. Okay, um, I would. So yeah, I would look at your, the union that applies to you and have and actually call them and have a chat with them. It might not be the case. Like you know, you might not um, qualify. So you know, that's okay. And if you um, you can't afford it, you know, that's that's life. I will say, like I always say to people, can you afford not to join the union, especially if yeah. it is a unionised workplace? Because when we go into like contract negotiations, we know the more people we have alongside us, the better the the better the pay increase we're getting, right? So um, a lot of the time, it can be short term gain for long term pain in a way, not not joining the union. But I'm not um, assuming your your sort of like situation. So I I look at that. I look at if you if you qualify for reduced dues, and if you don't, you know, like um, you know, that's like you you're you're the master of your financial. <laughs> like you need to make yeah, your yeah. financial decisions. But dues are generally set at levels that um 
workers working in the industries that they cover can 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 afford and usually mm. like it'll you know um be the price of a coffee you know a week or so 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 generally generally speaking um we you know unions try to make it as affordable as possible obviously we need the resources and you yeah. know to be to fight the fights um and we do think and we do find i mean i will just say to workers like if you're thinking about the cost of joining a union on average unionized workers earn 20 percent more than non-unionized workers so um, worth it. <laughs> yes, totally. Uh, if somebody is trying to find out where those subsidies are, where can you direct them to, Justine? Where should they head? Um, so, I, as I said, I'm, I'm not going to speak for every union because ours is on our website. So, if you can't find that information on the on the union's website, I'd actually just give them a ring. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's yeah. the fastest way to get through. Um, we've got yeah. someone's texted in saying, uh, my worth work... Speaking is really struggle street this morning. My work has <laughs> terrible health and safety policies and they won't listen to me about some ongoing concerns I have. Is there a separate entity I can report them to or some watchdog I can chat to? Awesome question. Okay. Um, a couple of things. Yes, but. So, yes, but. We need to go through the processes and um, that, that are available to us on work sites because the health and safety at work at Act 2015 is a very powerful piece of legislation. And even when an employer doesn't want to listen to workers about health and safety concerns, your health and safety rep has a lot of power, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. To actually, um, to get them to listen. So basically, the, the entity that governs health and safety at work and, and uh, investigates employers, the name is WorkSafe. Um, they, so they're the, they're, they're the agency. They've got a lot of amazing resources on their work, um, on their site. So if you've never, actually, like, I'll, We'll attach that in the notes, but WorkSafe, that's um, that's the entity. Of course, um, they tend to get, uh, you know, uh, their funding cut <laughs> when we get a right-wing government in power. So just, like, saying that, you know, their ability often to, to, um, to investigate these things are limited, but they're a really important organisation yeah. that does really important work. Um, the, your health and safety rep has the sort of... So before you go to WorkSafe, you kind of have to follow a process and I'm just quickly going to tell you about that process. Please so do. You've got, a, you've got a health and safety risk at work, yeah? There's a risk or a hazard. Um, the health and safety rec- rep has to make what is called a health and safety recommendation. So that's just a piece of paper being like, I'm a health and safety rep, this is a hazard and I make the following recommendation, you need to minimize it, okay? So um, there's a but there's something called the ha- the um, control. So they, they need to either get re- like eliminate the hazard, they need to reduce it, or they need to um, minimize it. So there's a bunch of things that they have to like if they if they can eliminate it, they need to eliminate it. If they can't, there's a bunch of other things they have to do. They have to make some attempt. Yeah, they have to do what a reasonable employer would do. Um, so so the, there's a health and safety recommendation. If the employer doesn't do anything (laughs) Um, we move on to the next thing which is a provisional improvement notice Um, and and health and safety reps are trained to do these things they know when I'm saying I'm I'm, you know I'm sure like to the listeners this sounds like a lot of potential acronyms yeah but a health and safety rep is um, is trained to to issue these things and they know about it so your health and safety rep really is your first port of call and if you don't have a health and safety rep the time to elect one is yesterday but also today so please (laughs) make sure you have a health and safety rep on your site and if and once you elect a health and safety rep it's agitating to get them trained up they're trained by by independent agencies they're not trained by your employer they know what their rights are and they know what they need to do and you know if there's a health and safety issue so basically we need to go through the health and safety rep but have a look at WorkSafe. um 
they do have a lot of resources and you you know you obviously in, in really extreme circumstances they can, they can get involved so you know you're welcome I, 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 I would encourage people to yeah, have a look at their website and if there's something super you know call, yeah I, would, I don't know I've never called them myself but I'm sure you can call them but yeah there is a process to follow and it is really important that um we have trained up health and safety reps because it's not a matter of your employer, employer just you know being able to sort of yeah. ignore these things. Um, health and safety reps have power and they need to exercise it. Hard, yeah. hard out. Uh, Got to be safe at work. It's really important. Thank you so much, yep. Justine, for all your advice this year uh, and this morning as well. Super grateful for um, all of your time that you've given us and I hope you have a really restful break with some friends and family over the next couple of weeks and we'll talk to you in January. Kia ora, Rachel. I'm thinking of all the essential workers working uh, over Christmas and New Year. So, um, you know, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to, all, to everybody, but, in, but especially to them. Hard out. Talk Solidarity forever. We'll see you soon. Bye. Yeah. Take that, the man. Red Dead Redemption with Auckland Union Representative Justine Sachs. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.